Thanks for checking out the New Hope Podcast. We believe this message will encourage you and transform you into who God is calling you to be. You are loved. Enjoy. Welcome. Welcome to church today. I am excited about this Kingdom Builder series that we're in, and we're talking about uh, the Sermon on the Mount, and it's in Matthew 5, 6, and 7, and the big idea near the very end is Jesus talks to us about being people that build our house on a firm foundation that build our life on a firm foundation. We've talked all through. We've talked about kingdom builders listen. Kingdom builders pray and fast, right? Kingdom builders are what? Blessed, right? Remember what we talked about last week? Anybody? What? Kingdom builders love. So this week, we're talking about kingdom builders grow, and we're going to talk about how kingdom builders grow personally. God wants us to go personally, and next week we're going to talk about how kingdom builders grow as a church family. So I'm excited about this week and next week, so lean in, get your, uh, get your bulletin, maybe scratch some notes on the back of there, get, get your phone and jump in, because um, I'm excited about this message, and I'm excited because isn't it fun to be part of a church that is growing? I'm not just talking about numerically, that's fun, but I'm talking about spiritually, that we're, that we're uh, learning new things, that, that when we grow, growing is hard sometimes, isn't it, right? It's like, I don't want to, if you've ever, if you've ever had kids, you can see how growing uh, is, is hard sometimes. You have a baby, you know, we had Emma eight years ago, she's almost nine, she's getting older, and we went to a wedding yesterday in Sarasota, our friend's wedding, and Emma was like up to my shoulder, like, wow, Emma's getting tall, she's up to your shoulder. I said, that doesn't, that doesn't mean a whole lot, she's up to my shoulder, soon she's going to be taller than me. But I remember all the phases that she went through in her growing stage. She had no teeth, and then guess what? She started getting teeth, and any parents remember that time? The teething time, oh my goodness. She was crying. It was, it was always like something that she was going through to the next level. Then she started crawling. Anybody remember the crawling stage? Yeah, they're crawling all over the place. There's cabinets that you didn't know that you had to like make sure were closed and like stuff in there that you don't want your kids touching. Then Emma started walking. And we had stairs at our house. We had a basement and so Emma starts walking, and, you know, we had a gate up a lot of times, but there was one day that Emma decided she was going to walk near the stairs to the basement, and it's a full drop, and she literally from the top, and I heard her. I was in the other room. I heard her going down, and in my head, I'm like, Emma's falling down the stairs. And I literally run. I was Superman, okay? Come on, church. Any dad Superman out there? Come on. Let's give it up for our dads. We got some Superman dads. So I'm running. It's like slow motion, right? And I'm running. I run down the stairs. I'm not kidding. We had at the very bottom, it was carpet all the way down. At the very bottom was a cement pad. I caught her. Her head was that far from the cement floor, and I caught her. I'm like, yes, I am dead. (laughs) But we all go through certain growth stages, right? And the same thing in our spiritual walk with the Lord. Maybe some of us just became, just became a Christian, right? Maybe some of us 
man, uh, we, we're excited. We became a Christian a few weeks ago where we rededicated our life to Christ. And we're like, we're just kind of learning this thing. We're excited. We're telling people we're getting baptized. Yes, I'm so excited. And then there's some of us, we've been Christians a, a long time. Or maybe we've been Christians like, well, I've been a Christian since I was born. Well, not really, okay, because you've got to make that decision at some point. But you're like, man, I've been a Christian household. But sometimes as Christians, we get stagnant, right? And we stop growing. I remember when we were in Sarasota, our church had this retention pond, right? And it was nasty. If you didn't, if the, uh, the fountain turned off, the thing was nasty. You've probably seen that somewhere, right? And so if, once that fountain goes on for a few days and the water starts moving around, guess what? Things start becoming normal again and start moving and growing. So sometimes Christians, I don't care if you've been Christian for five years or 50 years, we can get kind of stuck in our ways, right? Even, even me sometimes, I can get stuck in my ways, and we need a little bit of that nudge from our neighbor. So everybody nudge their neighbor, be like, we're growing this year. And then nudge the other one and say, we're growing in 2019. Come on, don't hurt them. But you know what? The Bible says to spur each other on, doesn't it? Man, I have some friends, some amazing friends around me when I'm having a bad day or something's going on at church or whatever it might be, they'll call me up or they'll send me a text, I love you or whatever, and they'll say, hey, do you want to hang out? Do you want to, you know what? We need each other to spur each other on to grow. So I want to, I'm here today and you're all my friends, we're family, right? I want to spur each other. I want to spur us on to grow this year. That's why we're going through this Kingdom Builder series. Because if we are growing, right, someone run really fast. At the very back, there's, there's, some, there's a white bucket. Can you get a, one of those young men right there? Sven, can you grab that? Run, man. Run as fast as you can. If we are growing, right, if we are healthy, do you guys know that healthy things grow? Come on, let's give Sven a big hand. You know, if we are growing, we are producing what? Fruit. Yeah. And fruit is really good, isn't it? Right? Anybody like, anybody like fruit? Come on, we live in Florida. If you don't like fruit, like, go to New York or something. <laughs> Just kidding. We love New York. It's like our, like, what? It's like on the list of, like, probably top 50, Okay. We're, you at least are top 50 on our list. Canada might come in there, so maybe 51, but uh, I'm just messing with you guys. But listen, if we are Christians, we are going to produce healthy things, right? Healthy things grow. And maybe you feel like, Pastor Land, I feel like I'm in a healthy spot in my life. Well, guess what? God wants you to be more healthy. He wants you to get healthier. I'm not just talking about uh, physically. I'm talking more spiritually, Right? But maybe you're like, man, I'm not in a healthy stage at all. I drink Mountain Dew every day. I don't eat fruit. Spiritually, right? So you're like, today's your day. Say, today's my day. To grow. Amen. That's good. So if anybody wants, anybody want a banana? Where? Bananas. Yes. Yeah, Day-Day got the banana. Oh, someone else got it. Roman, I thought you were preaching today, brother. 
But listen, I'm going to jump in. I'm excited about this message. You know that in the very beginning, God created us to grow, right? In Genesis, we don't have it on the screen, but in Genesis says, be fruitful and increase in number, fill the earth and subdue it. Yeah. Why do we want to grow? Because it was built into our DNA, right? Why do we want to grow things? Why, why do we want to see things grow? Because it was God built it in us. He created us to grow. You know that God created us two different ways, right? He created us in his image. Therefore, we are godly people, right? That he says, I, I want to create you in my image. So we are spiritual beings. Isn't that awesome? Right? We're spiritual beings. But you know what? He also created us to fill the earth with more people. So we are physical beings too, aren't we? We're all here in this room right now, right? You are not a figment of my imagination. You are here in Frostproof, Florida on February 17th, 2019, aren't you? You are here. Come on, give yourself a hand for being here today. Come on. So listen, notice two things. He planned for us to have spiritual growth, and he planned for us to have physical growth. You know, this is why we're going through this whole um, sermon on the mount from Matthew 5 to, 5 to 7. Um, I want to read you a couple things that you see uh, in here. Uh, if you read through, I would encourage you, read through Matthew 5 to 7 this week and see this sermon, okay? But he, he says, be the salt of the earth. Love your neighbor. Don't call people names. Listen, you know why we read the Bible, right? So God can speak to us, so we can grow. So this week, um, something happened. It's nobody in this room, okay, I promise, 100%. But I'm talking to my wife, and I said, and I'm going to use some language in church, okay? I said, that person is an idiot. Okay? Your pastor said this. I'm just being real, okay? And you know what? About 30 minutes later, I went and read my Bible. And do you know what it said in my Bible? If you call, Matthew 5, it's not on the screen. If you call someone an idiot, you are in danger of being brought before the court. And if you curse someone, you are in danger of the fires of hell. It is important that we read our word, right? So right away, because my wife's like, don't be calling people stuff like that. I'm like, whatever. <laughs> and then guess what? God corrected me in his word. We need to read our word. You know what? God's still growing me. God's still working on me. I'm not perfect. It also says in the Bible, if you hate your brother, it is as good as murder. Wow. Don't take revenge. Love your enemy. Pray fast. Give to the needy. Don't worry. Do you notice that God, Jesus says, don't worry? Don't worry. About, okay, I'm not singing the same. Don't judge others. Don't judge others. And then he, ta he also talks about what we coined the golden rule. And so all through Scripture, and this is just in three chapters of the Bible, all through Scripture... Jesus is encouraging, spurring us on 
to grow in him. And also, we can spur each other on. Amen? So Jesus wants us to grow. Can you tell? Can you tell from reading this, this list I just gave you, that he wants us to grow? He has a perfect plan for your life. Isn't that awesome? That God, the God of the universe who created us, has a perfect vision for your life. And a lot of times we're just kind of out doing our thing. You know, I love what someone talked to me about this week. They're like, I do, I do my checklist and then, and then maybe God's on it, maybe God's not on there. Maybe I forget about him that day or whatever it is. You know what? That's someone being real. They're saying, I want to grow. So he has a perfect plan for us. You know, I, I come to church because I want to grow. Has anybody come to church so they can grow? I, can, I bet you any money, everybody in this room comes here to grow. And that's what I believe we're going to do today. So here's, here's the main uh, word for the scripture for today. So if you got, can we stand for the reading of the word today? Let's stand for the reading of the word. And I'm going to read this to us. And this is kind of our main uh, idea and main theme today. And uh, it's found in Matthew 7, 15 to 20. It says, starting in verse 15, it says, Watch out for false prophets. They come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ferocious wolves. By their fruit you will recognize them. Do people pick grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Likewise, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, and a bad tree cannot bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Thus, by their fruit, you will be recognized. Let's pray together today. Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank that you're speaking to us today. We thank you that, that we get to come boldly to you. And we pray that today you speak to us. Let us grow in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. So listen, today I want to talk, you have a seat. Today I want to talk about four things. Everybody say four things. I'm going to talk about four things today. And it comes from the scripture I grew up learning at camp. I knew this scripture more than John 3.16. Okay, you're like, what scripture is it? So I went to this camp as a kid. It was a Christian camp. And every summer I went there, that's where I followed Jesus. That's where uh, just I, I, was, I got prayed over and I felt like I was called into full-time ministry at this camp. And just kind of like our teenagers, they go to camp. God does something special at camp. If you ever went to camp, put your hand up and say, yeah, I went to, I know what you're talking about. I, I've been there, done that. So this scripture um, is about Jesus when he was 12 years old. Anybody 12 years old today? One, two, <laughs> you're not 12, three, whatever. No, just keep, there's at least three 12-year-olds in here today. Isn't that awesome? We have a church with young people in it. They're lively. They make messes sometimes. Isn't that awesome? So Luke, it's found in Luke and it's at the end of this series of uh, Jesus going to the temple. He's speaking um, 
to all these leaders, religious leaders, and his parents can't find him. And then at the very end of this sequence, here's what the scripture reads. It says here in Luke 2.52, and Jesus, let's, let's read this one together. And Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. Has anybody ever heard that before? That scripture. So today we're going to break this down because as Christians, as Christ followers, as kingdom builders, we're following Jesus in his footsteps, aren't we? You know, we can look at a 12-year-old Jesus and say, I want to be like him. Isn't that okay? So today we're going we're gonna to jump in, and number one, if you're going to grow, you need to grow in your, what? Grow in wisdom. Everybody say wisdom. Now, our culture, sometimes it's hard to find wisdom around, isn't it? You're like, I don't know who to believe. You listen to this news station, you listen to this one. You're like, man, I don't know, I don't know who to believe. Well, we don't have to worry because we know who to believe, and we know where to find the content, and this is where you find your wisdom content right here, amen? And you filter everything that you believe through this. If it's not in here, guess what? We don't believe it. Listen, wisdom, look what, look what um, I, I want us to gain wisdom, right? Coach this morning prayed over our team that we would have wisdom, this morning. Look what it says in James 1 to 5. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. Can we just pray right now and ask God for wisdom? Like, why not practically do that, right? So take a minute, take 10 seconds, 20 seconds, bow your head, and ask God for wisdom. Because I think we could all use some more wisdom, right? Lord, we pray that to, right now that you would give us wisdom. Let us have wisdom even beyond our years. In Jesus' name. And the church said, Isn't that awesome that God says, ask, and you'll give it to us generously. It's not like, okay, just a little bit of wisdom right here for Becky, more for Tom, and then, you know, no, he said he'll give it to any of us generously without finding fault. You know what? I believe when we ask God for, for wisdom, that he puts us in situations where we can gain wisdom. You ever notice that? Have you ever been through a situation, you're like, I'm not doing that again. I'm definitely not going down that road. I'm definitely not trusting this person again. We've all been there, haven't we? You know what's different between learning from our mistakes, learning from that, and not? We just keep repeating the same thing over and over again, right? It's like being in the third grade, and you go through all the tests, and at the end of the day, you didn't pass your tests. Guess what? You got to repeat third grade again. Right? God is saying, hey, here's a test before you. Learn from that test, and I'll take you to the next one. Can I tell you a little story? Uh, when we were at the, another building, uh, you've been downtown. We were at a little building down there on, at 20 North Scenic. Come on, if you were at New Hope Church back then, give a big shout of praise. I was downstairs in the dungeon, 
did I call it? No, I was kidding. Um, I was downstairs painting one day, and I said, God, can we, like, have another building? I was kind of, like, complaining to God. Have you ever complained to God before? I was complaining, and God's like, do well with what you have where you're at, and you'll have more. I said, all right. So guess what? I shut up, and I kept painting. Isn't that true, though, in wisdom, that we need to learn and then God will take us to the next test. And you know what? The next one might be a little harder. It might be a little more aggressive. But that's how God teaches us his wisdom. He also teaches us wisdom through his word. Amen? It's all in there. If you read Proverbs, it's all about wisdom. And uh, we have, if, if you're new with us or you haven't picked up a one-year Bible yet, pick one up. It's at the back. It's at the fresh start table. Pick one up. I've heard so many people reading the Bible this year, uh, and it's, it's awesome. But you know what? It's not too late. We do it where it's not per the day, so it's just week one. So you could start today, Sunday it starts. You could start week one and start reading through the Bible. And then next year in February, you'll completed the whole year in the Bible. And what's really fun about this reading plan is that it goes, it doesn't just go Genesis to Revelation. It goes um, it kind of goes through different parts of the Bible. So each day, you're reading something a little different. Isn't that cool? Becky, I'm going to give that to you. Read the Bible this year. We love you. Um, so wisdom. You know what? Sometimes we gain wisdom because someone corrects us. It's not fun to be corrected, is it? Especially when we know that person is right, like our spouse. Right? That is like the best correction we can get because you know our spouse knows us the best. Well, me, my wife's like, uh, are you really going to do that? And I'm kind of like, oh, whatever. And then I realize when I go read the Bible a half hour later, she was right. Right? She's not always right, but she's right at least 99% of the time. So she does pretty well. So we, we learn, we get, gain wisdom from being corrected. We gain wisdom from mistakes that we make. We have to. We learn from the mistakes of others. Have anybody ever learned from someone else's mistakes? Yeah, a lot of us, right? We're like, all right, my parent was like this. I'm definitely not going down that road because I know how it ends up. Right? My dad... My, my dad, I want to tell you about my dad for a second. My dad has been married, not once, twice. My dad's been married five times. Woo! Listen, we'll say four because his, his third wife passed away. But you know what? I don't want to go down that road. I like my wife. She is awesome, and we're better together, and we're going to be better all the way till when I, she puts me in the ground. Amen? Amen. We learn from other people's mistakes. You know, uh, I want to tell you this story. A group of tourists visiting a picturesque village walked by an older gentleman sitting beside a fence. In a rather patronizing way, one tourist asked him, were any great men born in this village? The old men replied, nope, only babies. That's it. You know what? All of us Christians, we came to the Lord as babies in the Lord, and we had to grow. 
And you know what? There was people around us to, to pour wisdom into us. I, I bet if I asked you why you came to faith in Jesus, you would start telling me about people. And you'd start telling me about what God spoke to you, right? You can think of them right now. You're like, it's because of so-and-so. It's because of this person. So, number one, what? Grow in wisdom. Number two, if you're going to grow, uh, you need to grow physically. Physically. You need to take care of yourself. Look what it says in in 1 Corinthians 6, 19 to 20. Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. You were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. You know that you were bought on the cross at Calvary 2,000 years ago. You're like, what's that mean? It means you're really expensive. Really. That Jesus bled and died for your sins. And that you are, if you, as you give your life over to God, you are no longer yours. You are His. And He's requiring certain things of Christians with their physical body. Amen? You know, Jesus was a carpenter. Do you know that? He built things. He probably built chairs and tables and, and planters, and he, he probably built small houses and fixed people's uh, roofs. He probably did all sorts of stuff like that. He was a handyman. It's pretty awesome. But you know what? Also, back then, uh, they ate really healthy as well. You know, if you've ever seen food from that area, it's all like really mostly healthy. And so Jesus wasn't just physical, he ate, he ate uh, well. And so God is calling us to take a look at ourselves and say, and I know I don't, I don't want to step on any toes today because I'm working on me too. You're like, you're healthy. I'm not healthy, I promise you. I drink way too much soda. We call it pop. Anybody call it pop? No. Oh, yeah, good people back there on the, back there, we love you. But Jesus is, as a young person, even when he went into ministry, he's showing us that don't just be wise, but take care of your physical body. We can do more in God's kingdom. We can do more with our kids if we take care of who we are in our bodies. Amen? Um, have you ever been on a plane and the, and the stewardess comes? I don't know if they call them that anymore. I, don't, I think that's like wrong now, but that's what I heard that they were called. And they come and they do the little thing and they're, you know, they're telling you where the exits are, you know, and they start, right? And then, and then they t- start talking about ox- oxygen. If the cabin loses pressure, be a mask. Do, help yourself. When I first went on a plane, I was like, that doesn't make sense. I'm going to help my kid first. But if I don't have oxygen, am I going to be able to help the person beside me? If I'm not taking care of what God has given me, am I going to be able to help anybody else out? Probably not. So God's calling us to take care of ourselves. Um, the ninth through the Spirit is what? Did anybody know? The last one on the list in Galatians is what? Self-control. And a lot of times with physical stuff, it's all about self-control. Now, 
Can I confess something with you today? Um, I, I drank uh, probably three or four cans of soda a day up until recently. Everybody go, oh, you are unhealthy. So I, I'm cutting it back, and eventually it won't be anything. And then I started picking up like stuff like this. And this is a lot healthier, right? Let's take care of ourselves, what we eat, um, what, how, what we take in, um, sexual purity. Uh, God calls us to rest. You know, a lot of people, you talk to people now, and everything's, how you doing? Busy. How's, how's life? Busy. Right? We're all like that, a lot of us. How's, uh, how's the kids? Busy. How's the grandparents? Busy. We're all busy. You know, God calls us to rest. On the seventh day, God rested. Do you think God rested because he needed rest? No, God rested because he wanted to show us that we needed rest. We need to have a good night's sleep. We need to go to bed at a decent time. You're like, Pastor Landon, you're getting into, like, my personal life. Amen. I love it. I love it. And, and lastly on this one is we need accountability. If we're going to do any of this, obviously God's going to help us, but we need friends on our left and our right to, to help us along the journey in accountability. You're like, hey, I'm struggling with this. Can you help me with this? Find people. I know it's hard to do that. I know it's hard to go to someone and tell them things that you don't want to tell other people, but we need accountability. All right, number three. Listen, if, if you're going to grow, you need to grow spiritually. Everybody say spiritually. Spiritually. Listen, one last scripture from this last point is you may feel like you can't do it, but what does it say in Philippians 4.13? I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Right? You can do all things. Okay, number three, grow spiritually. Look what it says here. It says in that verse that we just talked about, it says that Jesus grew in wisdom, stature, that's the physical one, and in favor with God. You know, we've talked about this all along this journey, but I want to encourage us again to be in prayer. We have so many, we have a few things that we do here at church that you can be part of in prayer. We pray on Wednesday mornings at 8.30 for some of you that are retired or, or have that time available. Then for those of you that work, we get up bright and early on Thursdays, and I love that prayer group. It's awesome. It's at 5.45 a.m. It gives us a great start to the day. But you know what? Prayer is a way, one way, one big way that we can grow spiritually. One way that we can grow closer to the Lord. A few weeks ago, we did our week of prayer and fasting. And we were here every morning at 545, praying, seeking God. And you know what? It was the best week I've had in like a year. It was awesome. Uh, just because, yeah, yeah, we've got some of the ones that were there clapping. But pray. Spend time with people. If those prayer times don't work for you, get a prayer group. Get a, make up a prayer group at your house. Get a prayer group in your workplace. Whatever you can do to pray, put it on there. And what I would say, too, is families, pray together. 
schedule it. You guys schedule baseball games and basketball games and all that stuff. Shouldn't we be scheduling prayer and Bible reading in our homes? Oh, three people. Awesome, awesome. This is good. Let's schedule it. Let's put it on there. Um, the second part of spiritual growth, I'm, I'm going to hit two. The second one is examine yourself and allow God to examine you. You're like, what is, what's this mean? Look at, look at the scripture uh, in, in Psalm 139. It says, search me and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. You know that, that God wants us to allow him to examine our life? To look through the pages and see? what he wants for us. So allow him to examine our life. And then we need to examine our life. We need to sit down sometimes and have a quiet time and say, okay, God, what do I need to change in me? How do I need to grow? What do I need to cut off? What do I need to allow you to cut off in my life that's, make, that's where I'm not healthy? If Tara, if you want to come, you know, um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna actually save the, the the last part for next week, and so if that's okay, because um, I really want to spend just the last minute or two on this on this section. If you could lean in on this, is maybe you're sitting in your seat today saying. Wow, Pastor Landon's throwing out a lot of stuff that I'm not doing, and I feel bad about it. You know what? We all are in different stages of our journey. We're all at different stages of our journey toward the Lord, but I believe He can speak to you right where you're at. I believe He can change you right in the midst of what's going on in your life. Look at Peter for instance. Jesus told Peter on the night that he was arrested that he would deny him three times before the sun came up the next day. Three times. Peter's like, no, I'm not going to do it. And guess what? He denied him. Hey, weren't you with Jesus? Weren't you? No, no, I, I don't know the guy. And then a couple minutes later, aren't you, aren't you the guy that, that hangs out with Jesus? No, I don't, I don't know him. And then the last time he swore, it's like, I swear to you, I don't know the man. Imagine one of Jesus' closest disciples on the night that Jesus is arrested is denying him. I believe all of us at some point in our life, or maybe some point later on, we may deny Christ. But you know what? Peter goes on. Not too much later. I don't know the math. I think like 40 some days later. After the day of Pentecost. 
in Acts 2 preaches the very first message of the church to a group of thousands of people. Do you know that on that day, 3,000 people raised their hand and said, I believe in Jesus. If Jesus can use Peter, can't he use us? Can't he use Landon McAllister? Can't he use Jason True? Can't he use John Freeman? My answer is yes. Amen? I believe that we can all grow. I believe that, that God has a purpose and a plan for us in our personal growth. And we just need to say yes to it. Amen? I talked to someone recently. I worked with horses as a kid. And uh, you can take a horse over to water. You can take a horse over to his hay. But you cannot make him drink. And you cannot make him eat. He's got to do it on him, on himself. And we need to all make that personal decision. All right. Am I going to go to the next level in 2019? I want to. Is anybody with me? I want to grow to the next level this year. I want to grow in my relationship with God. And I'm going to leave you with this. You know, people wonder why there's hate in the world. People wonder why there's shootings. People wonder why there's heinous crimes committed. People do drugs or lie or cheat or steal. Is it because there's not enough laws? No. I don't believe so. I believe it's because people are far from Jesus. And my goal as your pastor, my goal is that we would come closer to Jesus. That we would be a people that say no when we need to say no. That we would be people that would say yes when God is prompting us to say yes. You know, there's 200 people, there's at least 200 people in this room last week. Imagine what, just with Peter, how many people came to Jesus. Imagine what 200 people in frostproof Florida can do when they say yes to Jesus. When they say yes to whatever God's prompting you to do. The road will be hard. Picking up your cross and following Him is a burden. I've been in full-time ministry since I was 20 years old. So, I'm 34, so 14 years. And it's, it was, it's been a rough road. It's been a hard journey. But you know what? God is with me every step of the way. I don't have a bunch of money, but he takes care of my finances. I don't have perfect health, but he takes care of my body. I have an amazing family. He definitely took care of my family. 
but I wouldn't want to I wouldn't want to change my journey for anything because through it all God's fingerprint has been on the whole thing amen and I believe where you sit this morning is where God wants you to be so keep following him keep growing in him keep pressing in Keep allowing him to challenge you. Keep letting your friends stick it to you a little bit. Let your spouse give it to you just a little bit. Hey, let them point their finger at you. Because I believe we are a part of an amazing revival that's taking place all across the United States. And every generation revival looks a little different. Ours is so many souls are coming to Jesus. 60 people followed Jesus at New Hope Church last year. That's awesome. To me, that's revival, right? Amen? So let him revive you. Let him give you that fresh start. I'll preach all day. Last thing, if we are going to grow, we need to align ourselves with the sun. Now, I'm not talking about the physical sun, but we can take that as an example. You know that the sun is so bright and hot that it heats our planet enough to grow life, right? It heats our planet so much. Do you know that there's this thing called the moon on the other side, right? How does the moon get its light? What? Okay, the sun. So the moon would be dark without the sun, right? So church, if God is the sun, we are the moon, we need to be in alignment, direct alignment with the sun in order to get to be illuminated and we cannot let the earth the world worldly things to get in the way because if so we are eclipsed so let's align ourselves with the sun Jesus S-O-N the sun amen and don't let the world don't let things of this world get in the way because he wants to give us his bright light so that then we can shine and we can shine bright. 